So Bailey, you were out walking, so your brain is probably just floating in oxygen now. Yeah, and, I, and I, we walked by a little babbling stream, and I videotaped it, thinking about you know Rick Harrington does his moments of zen. Is that on Facebook or Instagram or what? Instagram. Yeah, see, I'm never on Instagram, so I never see it. <laughs> And what were you doing, Grace, this morning? Just eating bonbons like most unburied women? I wish. I Well, actually, I've just been so tired. I slept until 1130. From when? When did you go to bed? Uh, well, like 1130. Come on. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 12 hours. Wow. There was this research from, I don't know, five, ten years ago that uh, in the Middle Ages, I see I don't have the article, but it was like a first sleep and a second sleep. Hmm. And people got up, apparently it was traditional in Europe at least, people got up, they'd wake up at two or three o'clock and they'd get up and do chores to get ahead of uh, the next day. Um, they'd go out and milk the cows or they'd, you know, sweep up, start food cooking or something. And so for years, they've thought that the industrial evolution screwed up our sleep habits, that the natural way for humans to sleep was to get up in the middle of the night and do what Europeans did, apparently, as a tradition. Mm. And then recently, they found out that's not true, that it's that cultures all over the world have all different kinds of sleeping habits from all the way through the night to getting up two or three times. Yeah, so. I remember... Um Reading an article about, uh, you know, how everyone thinks like, well, in the, you know, in the whatever times, the sun would go down and you'd go to bed. Right. And they were, and, and researchers are, researchers are like, mm, that's not true. Right. You know, they'd build fires and mm -hmm. they'd do stuff until they were tired, you know, so. Supposedly, the, the theory was the Industrial Revolution you better go to bed now because you're getting up to get to the factory at five. Yeah. And then you're there until seven o'clock at night. So mm -hmm. you just had to sleep all night and, mm -hmm. and it wasn't a natural thing. But nobody knows now. There isn't any natural sleep habit. Hmm. Didn't the Europeans start to uh, do their kind of closing down during the middle of the day, right? They'd have sort of a three-hour break. Right. They'd, they'd have a meal and have a nap and then they'd go back to work until a little later. Well, and that's still what's sophisticated or mm -hmm. what, what people who are who have sense do. Non-Americans. <laughs> Non-Americans. We work way too much. I like that idea. I do too. Long, quiet afternoon sleep. But how do you get back to work then? Right. Well, I just think you probably get used to it. You know, it just becomes your cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you'd be like, oh, I got to go back to work now. But I thats an, i bet that's an emotional reaction, right? Um, or a psychological reaction. Right, because you should be feeling a little bit more awake. Work more right. organic, too. Improved. Your mind is probably moves a little faster. I, I'm usually... I'm usually crushed by like three o'clock in the afternoon. I just, I yawn and I, and if I'm home, I'll put my feet up on the couch because I'm just, I'm done. Yeah. I hate to tell you this, but I take a nap almost every day. I believe it. Oh, that's nice. Right around two o'clock. You're right. I just glaze over mm -hmm. and I fall asleep for half an hour. I, you know, it's funny. Um, and I, I think part this is partly because of the warmth. Like um, we are in new offices now, and so the heat is not good in this office because the dean likes it to be fifty five, pretty much, <laughs> and uh, you know, so it's tailored to her likes. So anyway, we all have well, many of us have little space heaters, right? 
So I have mine on a good portion of the day. And like this past week after lunch, Mm -hmm. one day I actually fell asleep sitting up at my desk. Nice. Nice. (laughs) You do know this is a public forum you're speaking to. (laughs) I know. Criticizing your your boss. Well, that's what's good about the union, Wally. If they fire me, they have to give me a year and 45 days to find a new job. Oh, wow. Wow. Did I tell you that? A year and 45 days. Has I come up with that amount of time? No idea. Well, negotiation, I'm sure. Right. That blew me away when I heard that. And also, after six years, I get tenured, so I'm permanent. There's nothing they can do to you then. You could kill people in the the lobby. I don't know. I think, I suspect that there still is a way, but um, it's much, much, much more difficult. That's why, you know, they just just move someone in our office to, like, she's permanent, and, you know, she was not performing. I don't know when the last time she was really performing her job well. And um, I guess finally they just got so sick of her. They basically moved her to Siberia. She's like in an office off the student computer lab or something. And no one really knows where she is or what she's doing. And I'm not even kidding. Because she's tenured, so they couldn't do anything to her. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I did fall, fall asleep in my desk. It wasn't for an hour or anything. Right. And I don't think I was snoring. But Right. So a year and a forty five a year and forty five days before I retire, then I'll just stop working. Yeah. And I'll be good. Yeah. Don't even show up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and apparently, you know, a few people who have been put on that schedule, you know, they just don't really a lot of them just don't show up. Hmm. Right. Sleep has always been pretty much my favorite thing to do. I love taking the nap. I really look forward to it. Do you time it? Do you time no. it or do you just sleep all the way through? No, no, I don't. Don't, yeah. don't time it. Whatever you want. I don't have a desk I'm at that anybody's watching. Yeah. 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 Well, so. just because like if I take a nap in the middle of the day, if I sleep too long, it definitely interrupts my sleep that night. Mm-hmm. So I usually keep it to under an hour. Right. Yeah. I have no problem. I perfected the 15-minute nap when I when I had started having kids. Yeah, I bet. Where I would just crash. I mean, I'd, sit, I'd be like almost sitting up and just kind of, okay, I'm done. And I'd close my eyes and sleep and fully sleep. And then I'd wake up 15 minutes later, completely refreshed, feeling great. The power nap. Yeah. And it's it really works. It totally works. I wonder how that works with like REM sleep and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where the, that 15 minutes must be the cutoff point beyond which you can't. Right, right. If I was doing something in a sleep lab, I'm sure they could measure those. Yeah, that's really interesting because I, I read again, or maybe someone told me this, that, you know, everyone wakes up after about like an hour and a half of sleep mm-hmm. and, you know, you go to the bathroom or whatever. But that's a really typical part of the sleep cycle that you do wake up. And and also, I think, and conf- you guys can confirm this if you know it, that the earliest part of your sleep is the deepest part of your sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I, I, that just seems counterintuitive, you know? Mm-hmm. If you get a Fitbit watch or one of those fancy smart watches and you can track your sleep... And I had gotten one a couple of years ago for Christmas, and I, I wore it to bed a few nights. And and it's really interesting to see the pattern. Huh. Mm. Is it your heartbeat? Does it go by your heartbeat or what? Your movement? Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. Yeah. I don't know really enough about it. Sorry. but like, And then it, at the end, it says you spent 25% of your sleep in deep sleep. Huh. And then you spent hmm. 35% in kind of semi-light sleep. And it's it's just kind of funny to watch what your brain's doing while mm-hmm. it has all the little charts and stuff. And yeah. wonder so, if it's measuring also, you know, those things they put on your finger and they give you your oxygen oh. level. Yeah, the, uh, 
Uh-huh. I don't understand how those work. It's recording the pulse, isn't it, in your finger? Yeah, it records a pulse, but it also tells you, like, your oxygen level is not 95. Yeah, I don't know how they do that. Right, without breathing into something. Right, right, right. or breaking yeah. the skin. Biorhythms. <laughs> Maybe it's like you, your skin's... I don't know what would your skin has like a well your skin has a a respiration sort of too doesn't it maybe it's maybe it's measuring that skin respiration I don't know I'll ask Rachel for next time yeah she'll know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you know with the the sleep thing and dreams I I mean I had another really weird dream the other night and it was weird though my whole sleep pattern seemed off too and I don't know that I've had very many or any nights like this where I felt like I was semi awake the whole almost like the whole time a good portion of the night but at the same time dreaming and I had this dream where I was like flat and covered in this multicolored kind of ceramic material and they kept chipping at it I don't know who they were but they kept chipping at it because they had to get under to get to my skin or I was and it just seemed like it went on for hours and hours and hours and and like while I was going through it I could tell what the process was and why it was but then when I woke up I was like I can't even remember what was going on there and wow and I was like a wall it was basically like this wall <laughs> so strange. I don't know what was going on. Since we did that podcast, I've been sleeping like a baby. Like a baby. Maybe you got it out of your system. I think I purged all my anxieties. And <laughs> The older I get, though, the more I find I wake up about three o'clock every single night and I'm and completely yeah. awake at three o'clock. So hmm. that, t- that ties in with the, you know, the European segmented sleep. Can you get back to sleep? Well, that's it. If if you say, I really want to sleep, you'll never sleep. And if you pick up a tablet or a screen of any kind, you're done. You know, I'll be awake till five then and then it's too late. Mm-hmm. But if I just ignore it and just lay there, then that's the, usually the best. But making yourself do that is hard because it's boring in the middle of the night. Well, they always say, yeah. like, if you can't sleep, you shouldn't sit there and toss and turn. But I never, I never get up if I can't sleep. Never. Right. I don't either. Yeah. Now I have a friend who uses one of those apps that you can re- you can play a recording of someone sort of talking in a meditative oh. sort of tone of voice, or you can ha- another one could be telling a story, so it's a nice quiet voice. And and I actually used it once, and I drifted off after about ten minutes, mm-hmm. and then it just huh. automatically turns off after twenty minutes or something. And but for me, I would have to like get up, get my phone. Go over, okay, there it is, and turn it on. And by that time, I'm like, totally, what do I want to listen to? Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, I think sleep, supposedly, um, the disruption to mm-hmm. sleep or the different patterns of sleep when you get older, that is a huge factor in aging, I guess. Like, literally, that's, you know, your cells don't recover as much. I don't know. I hope no one's listening to this. Well, first of all, I shouldn't worry about that, but I hope no one's listening to this, hoping to to hear like evidence based right. research. But right, we had right. seven medical facts that are completely wrong so far about skin respiration and, and oxygen levels. And, but she was very convincing. I know. <laughs> well, I always qualify it. Well, I don't yeah. know if this is true, but... <laughs> right. But it sounds good. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah, sure. Did we cover sleep? 
Does that become our topic? No, Walt, your, your nap time isn't for another 40 minutes. That's why I said 2 o'clock, because it's 1 o'clock here. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be home in time for that. And so if you're in your car at 3, you just go, and that's it. Let's talk about, I sent you an email with right. music. Did you see that? <laughs> oh, no, I, I saw it. I haven't listened. Let's let the listener behind the curtain and talk about podcasting issues. By the way, we didn't say welcome to Charboiled Chats. Oh, welcome to Charboiled Chats, everyone. Um, yeah, you know, I when I saw musical sketches, I'm like, oh my god, he's trying to turn us into Carol Burnett. You know, <laughs> like he wanted he wanted us to do musical sketches, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I need Harvey Corman to do that. Is this a, a recording? Yeah, Walt. It's like four minutes of little snippets of potential music. Okay, you know, I see you, it now. Yeah, there's very limited stuff available. You know, I think um, one of us should just hum. Dun, or, you know, just go. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I think that would be good. That gets taken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beatboxing? There you go. See, I knew there would be a use for that. Boom, wow, wow. <laughs> bonk, 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 bonk. Uh. So anyway, I'm just saying, when you get a chance, listen to that. You really don't want us to hum? I think it'd be good. Okay. I'm just saying, more like, what should it be? Should it be anything? Or should there be no music? Or should it feel like this? Or what What kind of music okay. do you like? Or I think we should have a score behind every full podcast. You know, like at this point, it'll be like... And then when someone says something, but it's like, mm-hmm. how about that? That'd be good. Yeah. We must know someone who can do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my friend's son could score us. A... Yeah, my friend's son could too. But... Or my brother. My brother could do it. Mm. He could do a, a nice vibe thing. You know, I'm sure he would be willing. To, didn't he already do one for us or not? He would probably be willing to do a little vibe, you know, improvisation. Did the recording, so I don't think he did any music. He could do music. That would be great to have original stuff or we could <laughs> i'm volunteering him he can barely call me listen <laughs> we haven't talked in three years but would you mind doing a little musical riff for our podcast <laughs> well he did he and his friend did some intros for us but we ended up not using them right uh, hopefully they haven't listened in to discover that because this is the uh third episode of the third reboot so we haven't sorted these things out yet yeah i guess it is the third reboot isn't it Technically. It's like Dexter New Blood, but another one. <laughs> right. And then we took a, I mean, there was the first one, and then we took a hiatus, which is yes, like a like a hiatal hernia, I think. But um, yeah. <laughs> I don't, we probably don't want to get into that because we don't know what we're talking about there either. Yeah. <laughs> well, both my parents have one of those, so I maybe know a little bit. A hernia? Both of them have, have hiatal hernias. And the doctor said when we went to see the doctor... Um, a couple of weeks ago with my dad after a surgery, they said like 30% of adults get them or something like that as they age. So you can expect yours soon. <laughs> that, excellent. <laughs> during a nap or not during a nap? What is it anyway? Is it? Uh, you know, I don't exactly know. Yeah. <laughs> well, a hernia is when, isn't it when your, inte- your intestine bursts out of? Yeah. Right. Pops, yes, from the retaining whatever. But I think a hiatal hernia is a little bit different than that. Now I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna look it up while we're talking. I think it's it's higher up, like a yes, I believe so. Between your top of your stomach and your, yeah, no, I think you're right. 
Um, let's see. It says here we go. Here we go diving into medical things we don't know anything about. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. The upper part of your stomach bulges through the large muscle separating your abdomen and chest, your diaphragm. Huh. And that's probably why people get like reflux and and uh, uh -huh. hiccups and all that kind of stuff because it's putting pressure in that area. Hmm. Interesting. And nausea too, because my dad was talking about nausea, and she said, "Well, it's probably because of your hiatal hernia." And is it a permanent thing, or does it just? Yeah, I think so. Do you have to get it treated? I or? think it is permanent. Um, I don't think we can treat that. I don't know. Again, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> lose hope. Just lose hope, everyone listening to this, because there's no treatment for it. <laughs> like, comment, share, or subscribe. Yeah. Thanks for spending time with us. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>